This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. If I stayed at home and just took it easy, the persecution of Donald Trump would stop immediately. A criminal investigation has launched into former President Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election. New York City's mayor is aligning with Republican lawmakers demanding a special session of the New York State Legislature to repeal controversial bail reform. The feds say the Biden White House plans to again sell off millions of barrels of oil from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserves. Industry experts are predicting a major drop in home prices as inventory sits idle due to inflated prices and increases in borrowing from the Federal Reserve. The court ordered overturning of Democrats' gerrymandering of election maps has led to a big loophole, giving voters more time to switch party affiliations. The U.S. Justice Department is investigating President Donald Trump's actions as part of its criminal probe of efforts to overturn the 2020 election results. That, according to four people familiar with the matter, prosecutors who are questioning witnesses before a grand jury, including two top aides to former VP Mike Pence, his lawyers and others in his inner circle, who sought to substitute Trump allies for certified electors from some states Joe Biden won. Both spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss an ongoing investigation. Here's Trump at the Turning Point USA Student Action Conference over the weekend. If I renounced my beliefs, if I agreed to stay silent, if I stayed at home and just took it easy, the persecution of Donald Trump would stop immediately. It would stop. But that's not what I will do. I can't do that. In addition, a Justice Department investigators in April received phone records of key officials and aides in the Trump administration, including his former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, according to The Washington Post. On New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, on Tuesday joined GOP lawmakers calling for an emergency session of the New York State Legislature. They want state lawmakers to address New York's spiraling crime rate. I hope that just as we had a special call to uh, return to Albany to deal with the uh, the uh, ruling on right to carry, uh, I believe that Albany should consider um, coming and revisiting uh, some of the violence we're seeing of repeated offenders. And we need to be clear on that. Adam's comments came after a 12-year-old girl and a 16-year-old boy among Nine people wounded by gunfire in a series of shootings across the city late Monday last week. The state legislature's Republican minority leaders called for a special session to repeal controversial bail reform laws following the attack on Republican gubernatorial candidate and Congressman Lee Zeldin during a campaign event near Rochester. The alleged assailant David Jacob Bonus was automatically released without bail and then rearrested. 
New York's Governor Hochul in Manhattan yesterday said, as of now, there is no discussion tied to calling lawmakers back to Albany. The White House announced Tuesday that the Department of Energy will sell 20 million more barrels of oil from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve to lower gas prices. This marks the fifth such sale that President Biden has authorized. The White House continued to blame disruptions that were posed by Russia's invasion of Ukraine for high gas prices. Here's President Biden. Gas prices have dropped every day this summer. That's more than 40 days in a row. We now have 40,000 gas stations in the United States where the price of gas is $3.99 or less. How do we get the price down? Well, a new report today shows that our plan to take oil out of storage, put it on the market, played a big part. Republicans slammed the White House after previous sales from the Strategic Petroleum Reserves were made, and it was made known that millions of barrels were being sent to Europe and Asian countries, including China. When Biden took office, gas was only $2.39 a gallon. Sales of new single-family homes plunged by 8.1% to 590,000 units in June. That according to a new Commerce Department data that was out yesterday. It's the lowest level since 2020. Ian Shepardson, a chief economist at Pantheon Macroeconomics, told the New York Post single-family listings sitting in the market are up some 40%, all due to a major shift in sky-high prices and rising mortgage rates, and he's predicting a major shift to lower home prices due to the glut. Taylor Marr is a chief analyst for Redfin. He spoke to the 77 WABC Early News about the sluggish housing market. Competition is declining. Homes are sitting on the market for longer. Homes aren't getting as much, and, and really a number of sellers are having to drop their price at a record level right now. According to Pantheon's calculations, home prices are 15 to 20 percent overvalued, setting the table for major declines. Well, New York's redistricting court decision did more than split the state's primary election to two separate elections. A loophole allows registered voters to change their party affiliation up until and including on primary day itself, with the second primary in New York State set for August 23rd. Michael Ryan, executive director of the New York City Board of Elections, spoke about it on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis. It sounds like we're just going to have to write it out because we received the guidance on the change of enrollment for the August 23rd uh, primary from the State Board of Elections today. Uh, so it, that's a signal to me that there's probably not going to be uh, – any additional changes under state election law, the deadline to change one's party affiliation normally February 14th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center, mostly sunny day today. Our highs 80, some increase in clouds overnight with a 30 percent chance of a shower, a thunderstorm after 2 a.m. below 79. Partly sunny day tomorrow with a 50 percent chance of a shower or a thunderstorm and tomorrow's high 85. Right now, 70 degrees, partly cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. More on former President Donald Trump and the January 6th riot. Now U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland has not not ruled out prosecuting the ex-president over the January 6th Capitol riot, even if Trump makes another bid for the White House in 2024. Now, Garland said the Justice Department would pursue justice without fear or favor when asked by NBC News about prosecuting a former president and possible future candidate for the country's highest office. We pursue justice without fear or favor. We intend to hold everyone, anyone who was criminally responsible for the events surrounding January 6th, 
or any attempt to interfere with the lawful transfer of power from one administration to another accountable. That's what we do. Garland said a criminal recommendation is totally up to the January 6th Select Committee investigating the riot. President Joe Biden Monday verbally attacked former President Donald Trump's handling of rioters on January 6th. Biden, recovering from COVID-19, made virtual remarks Monday to the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. Biden said Trump lacked the courage to act as rioters stormed the U.S. Capitol, attempting to stop certification of the 2020 election. The police were heroes that day. Donald Trump lacked the courage to act. The brave women and men in blue all across this nation should never forget that. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-cop. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-democracy. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-American. Trump, in a 12-page rebuttal to the January 6th Select Committee, has criticized the committee's work as a distraction from Democrats' failed agendas under the Biden administration. A turning point, USA issued a scathing cease and desist letter to ABC News on Tuesday. It calls for the Disney-owned company to retract the defamatory statements made earlier this week on The View or face legal action. Fox News Digital has obtained the letter. It accuses The View of making false, derogatory, and defamatory statements about its recent student action summit. The View co-hosts mock the elaborate event for taking a page from the WWE simply because of Special effects inaccurately portrayed the group as being officially tied to the GOP. And Joy Behar criticized the group because neo-Nazi protesters were outside the venue. An on-air legal disclaimer was read on The View. The conservative group Turning Point USA has condemned the group of neo-Nazis and said they have nothing to do with the organization. Yeah, but where was DeSantis is what I want to know. But you let the them in. Open you let door. them in and you knew what they were. Right. So you are complicit. We'll be right back. The on-air disclaimers didn't satisfy Turning Point USA in-house counsel Veronica Peterson, who penned the scathing cease and desist order. Letter gave ABC News a deadline of July 27th for the retraction and apology. Well, there's been yet another shakeup of staff at the White House. First Lady Jill Biden's press secretary will depart the White House in the coming days. Michael LaRosa has served as Jill Biden's press secretary since President Biden began his 2020 campaign. LaRosa's departure comes as Biden's own press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, is facing increased scrutiny from the press. Jean-Pierre most recently faced criticism for attempting to change the long-standing definition of an economic recession during Monday's press briefing. The point that we're trying to make here is that we have a strong labor market, which you don't normally see in a recession. Uh, That is very uncommon uh, to see that. Uh, When you see an average of uh, 400,000 jobs created per month, when you see an unemployment at 3.6, which is historical, that does not... Uh, That does not define a recession. Typically, economists have defined a recession as any time the U.S. suffers negative GDP growth for two quarters in a row. Jean-Pierre took over for former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki back in May. U.S. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will provide China a victory of sorts if she backs off from an expected trip to Taiwan. 
China reacting lately to a possible visit by Pelosi later this summer escalated its warnings to the United States over the weekend, even a possible military response. The Kentucky Republican said there are other matters beyond the trip that should be discussed. Journalist Gordon Chang spoke about it on Cats at Night. China's campaign to collect information from the U.S. is unprecedented. But also, we Americans have known about this, and our leaders have not taken those steps that are necessary to stop the Chinese. So, yes, we should be upset at the Chinese, but we should be outraged at our own leaders for not protecting us. China's foreign ministry spokesperson on Monday said we are seriously prepared amid the heightened tensions Taiwan's capital, Taipei, staged air raid drills in the country's Military conducted joint air and sea exercises that involved the mobilization of tanks and troops on Monday. Well, Russia's announced it will withdraw from the International Space Station, the ISS, after 2024 and build its own station. The United States and Russia, along with other partners, have successfully worked together on the ISS since 1998. Here's Russian Space Chief Yuri Borisov. As you know, we operate in international cooperation at the International Space Station. Without a doubt, we will fulfill all our obligations to our partners. But the decision to withdraw from the station after 2024 has been taken. I think by this time, we will start to form a Russian orbital station. Relations have soured since Russia invaded Ukraine back in February, and Russia previously threatened to quit the project because of Western sanctions against it. NASA said it had not received any official notice of Russia's intention to withdraw from the program. 77 WABC time check, 515. Well, Justin Ellick's ready with sports. Hey, Justin. Hi, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. Quickly, some news out of the NFL as we gear up for the start of training camp across the league. It's Tom Brady gained another weapon on offense and Julio Jones, the veteran wideout, agreed to a one-year deal with the Buccaneers. ESPN gathered on Tuesday. The seven-time pro bowler will uh, will try and uh, rebound from a down season last year with the Tennessee Titans after his tenure in Atlanta with the Falcons. Now to the real action that took place last night in Queens between the Yankees and Mets. The Bronx Bombers came out the gate bashing as number 99 stepped up in the top of the first, sending this 38th homer of the year deep into the New York sunset to put the Yanks up early. Sits a bit home run. Mm. Swung on, head in the air to deep right center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. How do you like that? It's a judging blast. And the Yankees take a one nothing lead. That call courtesy of the great John Sterling. Anthony Rizzo would immediately follow with a solo shot of his own, and the Yankees were feeling good, but not for long. Left-hander Jordan Montgomery just simply did not have it for the Yanks, not even escaping the third inning and route to a five-hit, four-earned run performance. Monty looked off from the start as the orange and blue punched back hard at the bottom half of the first to the tune of four runs. The big bash coming from the right-handed swing of Eduardo Escobar. That would be enough for the Mets to bury the Yanks as Taiwan Walker shoved the rest of the way to grab his eighth win of the season, bringing his season ERA down to an impressive 2.67. Montgomery moves to 3-3 three and three overall and is sitting at a 3-5-0 season ERA. Looking ahead to Game 2 and the series finale tonight, the Yankees will be sending out Domingo Herman to take his best crack at the Mets' Max Scherzer. First pitch set 
for 7, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right. Thanks, Justin. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Nice day. Mostly sunny skies. Our high 80 overnight. We have a 30% chance of a shower of thunderstorm pretty much after 2 a.m. The overnight low 79. Partly sunny tomorrow, but still a 50% chance of a pop-up shower or thunderstorm and a high of 85. Right now, 70 degrees. Partly cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. Here's Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. The Federal Reserve wraps up its July meetings today. Technology earnings off to a poor start. GM hopes to meet its full year forecast. The Fed Chairman Jerome Powell set to announce another interest rate hike this afternoon. Investors expecting another 75 basis point hike. Key economic indicators suggest inflation still raging. Two of the biggest names in tech reporting earnings. Earnings yesterday, Microsoft missed Wall Street targets on both revenue and income for the quarter. Wall Street analysts were looking for a 43% revenue increase. Microsoft came in at just 40%. Alphabet missing earnings and revenue targets as well. YouTube and Google cloud revenue well below Wall Street targets. GM stock fell more than 3.5% after reporting an earnings miss this week. GM says it was unable to ship nearly 100,000 vehicles this quarter. GM is sticking with its full year forecast, however committing to meeting its electric vehicle production. Please join me three times each weekday right here on this station. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking futures this morning. Everything's got the green light. The Dow up 168 points at 31,900. S&P's risen 40 and three quarter points. NASDAQ up 203 points. Gold up $3.90 an ounce and crude oil up 88 cents at $95.86 a barrel. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News this Wednesday morning. Well, Pilot error apparently to blame here when a plane taking off at JFK Airport clipped the ground during takeoff. Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. Federal investigators say a mistake by the captain of an American Airlines flight caused the plane's wing to clip the ground during takeoff at JFK in April of 2019. The NTSB says the captain applying too much rudder power to offset a crosswind, causing the plane to veer to the left, nearly leaving the runway. American Airlines says it's reviewing the report to see if any changes are needed in training. I'm Bob Brown for 77 WABC News. Well, a 16-year-old male who allegedly punched an NYPD officer in a minute Manhattan subway station. The video went viral up on our website, too. You can still take a look at that at WABCradio.com. was released without bail in a violent robbery case just a few days earlier. The suspect, whose name is not being released because of his age, was freed on his own recognizance following his arrest on Wednesday. On allegations, he and three others jumped a 49-year-old man on a midtown Manhattan street, punching the victim and then running off with his cell. Former NYPD Police Commissioner Ray Kelly on Cats at Night. And if you remember, in Alvin Bragg's memo, 
the infamous memo that he put out on day one, it said that he would never write up a resisting arrest charge. And that's what happened here. There is no resisting arrest. If there ever was a classic case of somebody resisting arrest, it is this video. So, you know, the city is just falling apart. Prosecutors with the Manhattan DA's office requested he be released with intensive community monitoring at his arraignment, though they could have requested bail on the top robbery charge on Saturday. The teen arrested again after being caught on camera violently, allegedly attacking a Manhattan police officer who confronted him for jumping a turnstile at the 125th Street Lexington Avenue station up in East Harlem. The teen again released without bail Sunday, and the case was transferred to family court. Dozens of Big Apple businesses will collectively dedicate more than $8 million for services aimed at tackling the city's dire homelessness problem. The announcement from New York City Mayor Eric Adams Tuesday. Here is the mayor. And when you think of this initiative, the Homeless Assistance Fund, a public-private partnership uh, to tackle street homelessness. see it every day. This administration has made it clear we are not going to just walk past our brothers and sisters who have fallen on hard times, our fellow New Yorkers. The Homeless Assistance Fund will allow the expansion of outreach to those living out on the New York City streets, including the mentally ill, with the goal of getting them into housing and treatment programs. The additional outreach outreach here with crews targeting seven pockets of the city expected to start in the early fall. The program's staffers, they say, will focus on Midtown. Lower Manhattan and downtown Brooklyn. Police say in all there were nine shooting victims Monday night as a result of 12 shootings. No fatalities, though. Among those shot, a 12-year-old girl and a 16-year-old boy. Police say that they were these two kids walking on the Reverend James A. Polite Boulevard right near East 163rd Street up in the Bronx just before 11.30 p.m. when gunfire rang out. Ashley Gwitia, a family friend of one of the victims, spoke to ABC7. The streets, they're not playing with these kids right now. They're 15. They look, they're taller than everybody, than all of us. You understand? They're babies. Like, literally, they're babies. The 16-year-old was grazed in the chin. The 12-year-old shot in the left arm and grazed in the left side of her torso. Both taken to Harlem Hospital. So far, no arrests in that. The investigation is ongoing. About a half hour earlier, two men, 22 and 27, Shot in their legs on Montgomery Street in the Crown Heights section of Brooklyn. In the Red Hook section, a 30-year-old man and a 32-year-old were shot in the leg during a vigil on Clinton Street. And also a 30-year-old man among these shootings shot in the leg on Summit Avenue in the Highbridge section of the Bronx. A teenager has been arrested in the deadly shooting of a 14-year-old boy outside of an East Harlem deli who was saying goodbye to his old neighborhood. The 17-year-old now faces a slew of charges after he was arrested on Monday, according to the NYPD. The unidentified teen was charged with murder, attempted murder, and two counts each of assault and criminal use of a firearm. Here's NYPD Chief Jeffrey Madbury. The two young men run towards the street. They run in between two cars. The 14-year-old is struck right there, falls in between the two cars, lying in the street. The victim, Justin Streeter, who had just moved with his family to Plainfield, New Jersey, was with another teen as they exited a deli on East 128th Street between Lex and Park Avenues about 4.30 on July 19th when that those gunmen opened fire there and he died after being shot in his head. The other teen, the 15-year-old, was hit in the leg and expected to recover. 
At least three club goers who went to gay bars in Hell's Kitchen reported that they were drugged and robbed by an organized team of men. That's according to a close friend of the victim, Julio Ramirez, a Brooklyn social worker who was found dead in the back of a cab on April 21st. Here's his the victim's friend, Karina Quimpo, who spoke to PIX11. People that reached out to me, there was one person that died, their family member had reached out to me, and there were three survivors. He died. They speculate that he was drugged. Quimpo told PIX11 News that after Ramirez's story started to get national attention, that was in late May, she received Instagram messages from multiple people. Ramirez died after he started talking with three men outside the Ritz Bar on West 46th Street in the early hours of April 21st. He was seen on surveillance, freely walking to a cab with them. His accounts were also rated of $17,000. The Office of the Chief Medical Examiner for New York City has not yet ruled on an official cause of death for the social worker Julio Ramirez. Cases of monkeypox are rising across New York State with 1,100 cases confirmed now statewide. 27 of those cases in Westchester County. Westchester Medical Center has set up a drive-through monkeypox vaccine clinic, similar to what happened during the start of COVID. Vaccines are available weekdays between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. by appointment. Here's Westchester County Executive George Latimer. None of those individuals are in life-threatening situations, and all of them are in some level of being uh, treated and recuperating. And county health officials in Westchester say they have now received more than 4,500 doses of the monkeypox vaccine. The drive through vaccination clinic being set up at Westchester Medical Center will be open to people outside of Westchester County, too. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. A mostly sunny day today or high 80. Increase in clouds overnight. There's a 30% chance of a shower or thunderstorm after 2 a.m. The overnight low, 79. And tomorrow... Partly sunny skies, there's a 50% chance of a shower or a thunderstorm, the high 85. Right now, 71 partly cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. Well, somebody is now the lucky owner of a jacket that went on space, went to space actually on Apollo 11. 77 WABC's Jacqueline Carl has a story. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And one giant check for one bidder who paid $2.8 million at a Sotheby's auction for a jacket worn by astronaut Buzz Aldrin. The auction house said the amount paid for the Apollo 11 in-flight jacket is the highest for any American space-flown artifact sold at auction. Aldrin and Neil Armstrong became the first astronauts to walk on the moon July 20th, 1969. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.